stare off like, oh god. Oh, okay. When I didn't is, know if there was a pre-show ritual. No, I mean, it's an kinda, intro. It just kind of starts naturally. I mean, I will absolutely bring it in. Like, hello, everybody, and welcome right. to dinner at your place. But I looked over and saw a thousand-yard stare and was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. He's trying to get in the zone, you know? What is going perform. on? <laughs> Gotta get Dude, in the right mental state. I see you. D- we do shows all the time. Yeah, but that's and I don't even know if I see that face before you go up. Dude, that's, we're just eating that. Yeah. We've done this exact thing before. Have, yeah. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Dinner at Your Place. This is the intro that I give my guest whenever we do those shows how i just mentioned i will give him the same intro here it is one of the best comics in the scene one of the best comics in the world one of my best friends in the absolute world it is mr ryan ellington and i am gonna clap <laughs> you're gonna clap thank you that's a very kind I'm intro. Cla- I, don't, I don't know if i've clapped for anybody else but i clap for you my friend i feel like yeah this is your you're my, my comedy wife yeah, that's... I was <laughs> I was thinking about when you were coming over how that like the hack thing of like oh god if I'm going to die like please you know delete my internet history. Right. And I was thinking if someone came to me with a would you rather of would you rather your internet history get out or your text with Ryan Ellington. <laughs> and I, I didn't immediately... said anything that bad. <laughs> oh buddy. I mean in terms of like interpersonal drama, that's what, yeah, definitely that's what, it would it would create a lot of uncomfortable that's, that's, situations. That's exact, sure. That it would create more uncomfortable situations than the Google search history yeah. of like. I guess I don't know what you're googling. Well, hey man, you go incognito for right. the stuff that everyone's embarrassed about. You it's don't kind of have to clear it. But I I also think the the like idea of deleting your history is maybe a little overblown because it's mostly like porn yeah and every most people are looking at porn so like how how embarrassed are you going to be at the end of the day like like i said it does depend right it depends on what you're looking at but for most people i feel like you're like yeah he was looking at porn yeah exactly we were all looking oh jesus you said this about that person yeah no you're right that is i uh, thought you liked them i was i was having a bad day (laughs) yeah i think with comedy it's like Everybody talks shit. You just you yeah. don't think about it in relation to yourself. You're like, yeah, yeah people are talking shit about me. I'm talking shit about this person, whatever. <laughs> Try to get better about it. Yeah, because we just got to be nice. We it is very easy to just be nice to people. It really is. Yeah. Uh, so bef- we're not no inside baseball already. Uh, Ryan is one of my best friends. I have yeah. been close with him in the scene since basically I moved to Boston. He is the kind of comic where I feel like you see comics where you laugh at the jokes. You don't laugh at the jokes, and then there's this third kind where you're like, I wish I wrote that joke. And Ryan, before I even knew him, I was blown away by the tags and like hit what he was doing. So I was like, I should be friends with this dude. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate that. That's really uh, uh, kind of you to say. And of course. I always remember you as being uh, just like a handful of people that when I started are like the first group of people that were nice to me. So you were firmly in that group, and uh, obviously nice. you're one of my best friends Ryan? too. So. Just that be feeling nice. mutually. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody was like actively mean, but in comedy, it's so easy to just kind of be involved with Rush yourself. Off, that yeah. that first year, you know, I, d- I didn't feel like I knew too many people. So right. Yeah. People I mean, like so. you and and a couple other uh, random people that don't do comedy anymore. <laughs> you're kind of the the one guy that's, that's still with me. So I, you know, that's I, exactly why comedy wife, yeah. comedy husband, whichever 
two comedy husbands, who cares, whatever you want to denote it as. Yeah. We are going through this. A domestic partnership. <laughs> yeah, we're going through this upstream together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And it's awesome. And also, this is a, a special one because in the dinner at your place, pre-trials of like, is this a good idea? Should I be doing this? Uh, I had two people over to do trial episodes and Ryan was one of them and it was super fun. And he was like, Hey man, this is a good idea. Don't, don't not do this because of your own stupidity and disbelief in yourself. So yeah, it's good to have you back for an actual recording that the people will will hear. Yeah. I appreciate it to get back. I, uh, yeah. When you told me the idea for the pod, I thought it was really cool. I was, uh, I love when people can, figure out something for a pod that nobody's done before because obviously uh, there's so much saturation with podcasts now so. a lot of a lot of dudes riffing so. yeah which you know teach, it's fun teach their own there's certainly some some great yeah. podcasts with dudes <laughs> riffing but when i hear an idea like yours um it's just like a way to bring a personal spin into it I appreciate so I like the that. idea so let's jump into the personal spin what did you have me make the first time as well as this time you just said run it back yeah this is mac and cheese um yeah yeah classic and we didn't do no craft we didn't do a box right this is i actually my mom has a really great mac and cheese recipe recipe. that like takes me back home because she used to make it all the time for if there was an event that required people to be fed yeah she's making mac and cheese it's a good make a whole sheet of it yeah in the oven it's perfect for that exactly so it was your similar yes very pretty much the same thing when you know thanksgiving big family party my mom she would make a tray of mac and cheese and then after a couple times uh, she realized i liked it so much that when i was in college she would make two trays one stays in the fridge after the party she hands it to me she literally you know takes a sharpie writes the instructions on how to cook it right on top of the the tinfoil pan so that there's no way that I can mess it up and then I would have like a week's worth of, yeah. of dinner of just my mom's that's mac and awesome cheese. my mom yeah. yeah my mom made like a little uh cookbook when I went to college she yeah hand wrote out a bunch of recipes that I loved and one of them was the mac and cheese one so it seems this is a meal right up both of our alleys so it's perfect as I say this I hope it has cooled down enough because right. wow was it hot when it came out it's so fresh that's please, a good thing Please take a first Dig bite, it. my friend. <laughs> All right, let me go for it. Yeah, of course. I mean, as I s- sick the hounds upon you, I was holding this plate trying to take a picture. Let's we, try this out. <laughs> I felt my fingertips burning like uh, Kevin Spacey in Seven. It's, it's it's good that you remember to get the picture. It's like a lot of uh, promo things oh you got to remember. It's, it's so frustrating because you just want to dig in. I'm not a big picture food like if i go out and you know the restaurant like i don't want to take a picture of the meal i just want to eat it like that's yeah, same. It, it, especially after waiting for yeah. however long yeah audrey will stop me sometimes and say let me get a picture I'm like hurry up because i'm because <sighs> i'm about to because you know it. that i was hungry before we got here yeah, we exactly. already waited a half hour <laughs> so i know of course because great friends but college and all that we're gonna we're gonna run it back for the people a little Mm. bit of history of ryan ellington uh i feel like the first question i should just start the pod with every time is where are you from (laughs) like we're doing caught me off guard no you got me like we're doing crowd work or something like oh where are you from Uh, from? and then we just it somehow just goes from there wearing that shirt what do you get (laughs) that's that's every crowd work clip now Um, yeah pretty much yeah i'm from um Western Massachusetts, a town called Wilbraham. 
It's close to Springfield where they have the Basketball Hall of Fame. The thing that everybody knows from Wilbraham is on the highway. It's the big friendly sign. It's the home of Friendly's ice cream. So the original friendlies okay that was my question it was like it has to be the first one right and there's a factory there too do they just have the most friendlies honestly (laughs) it might not even be the original location but they had the factory there the main friendlies okay yeah so they they are allowed to lay claim to it claim to it had of course friendlies was a a spot to hang in high school i was gonna say were you a fribble man growing up um i was more of a like a, a sunday so like okay. mint, I like mint chocolate chip a lot. I was younger. Got so. it. I'm not. I, dude, mint chocolate. Yeah. Does not do it for me. It's polarizing. People the, either like it a lot or hate it. I think which this is, I understand. This might be one that I might catch a little flag for, but I just can't do mint chocolate. And I yeah. never had dude like the thin mints for Girl Scout cookies when mm-hmm. that rolls around. Never. Can't do it. Not even not if you put them in the freezer. Dude, no. I'm a big um. Tag along in the freezer. Tag along, okay. Because it's like a frozen Reese's. Right. I've know? never tried tag along in the freezer. Oh, I was gonna. Say, I, I thought you were gonna say you've never tried tag along. I was gonna no. Be like, I've, I've, I've had all the Girl Scout cookies. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Samoas, amazing. I've had all the Girl Scout cookies. cookies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please don't clip this. No editing allowed on this podcast. You won't believe what this Boston yeah. comic said about <laughs> little girls. <laughs> Yeah, that's the last thing that I... And it's one of the nicest boys in the sea. Yeah, knowing the only people that know me that are going to listen to this are going to be my aunts. And they would be like, that was horrible. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> hey, It's very well, interesting. Uh, there are people in Kansas who will hear this. Yeah. Big sh- I have not shouted out Kansas yet. I've shouted okay. out a couple of the other... You got the metrics. I got the that's metrics cool. that are showing where people are listening to. Thank, Of course, thank you to everyone who's listening. Yeah family or not yeah we are going for strangers shout out to and any it, aunts that may be listening Anyone shout out to the aunts man honestly yeah. they hold it down they really very do. supportive of fun aunts of me so. uh, yeah the appreciate fun that the fun aunts we love them yeah the, I, I the remember mean that. aunts <laughs> the mean uh you can take a back seat <laughs> i'm lucky that um my my aunts are, are pretty chill I've, I've had like um my family I've realized as I've gotten older that I'm very lucky that there's not a lot of infighting or drama between my family. And because yeah, that's not how every family, that's kind of how I thought it was with family Ed, yeah. for a long time. And I've learned like, you know, people tell me like, Oh, my, my uncle doesn't talk to his sister. My aunt. Yeah. Like, that's, I can't, can't that's even imagine normal. what that would be like. Yeah. That's, that's normal. <laughs> that's what I feel like is almost more normal than my yeah, situation. Exactly. Dude, you you have a really healthy family. Yeah. Is, very, very lucky to have, uh, such a big family where everybody is yeah. talking to each other and enjoys being around each Absolutely. other. Absolutely. And I'm I don't take lucky enough her. to have been a part of it, too. That's right. You, you came I've to Thanksgiving. I've been at Thanksgiving. Which was sick. That which was, was fun. Which is, a, which it was a brutal Thanksgiving year for me. Right. That was the year where all the shit was going down. Yeah. Between my parents, the divorce, you know, just yeah. stuff. Right. And so when I was talking to you about it and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. This holiday is tough. I think I'm just going to hang. You were like, just come hang out at, with my yeah. family. I was like, oh, what? Yeah. And dude, your parents, Mo Greg, were so nice. Just the most welcoming people. Everyone there was just, it was such a comfortable, welcoming family. Yeah. And to have grown up in that. Right. surrounding yeah no I'm, I'm glad it was a, a good time for you it was kind of like a no-brainer for me i knew that they'd be happy to have you they're like such to entertain so dude and then i mean not to go for, but i hadn't seen your parents in a while and i saw your mom when you had the 
<clears throat> intestine thing going right. on. Yeah. So to have gone from Thanksgiving to then seeing you in the hospital. Yeah. And then seeing Mo is like, huh, hey, this is right it's a different scenario <laughs> would have re- would have preferred this happening at a show right but yeah because it, it was a, this weird moment of like oh, i'm really bummed as to why we are brought together but you are such a kind person and you mean a lot to me that i am happy to see you in this moment yeah and i'm really sorry that your son's in that bed right yeah <laughs> like i feel like i was i was on the good side of it by the time you got there luckily so that's true you were a little bit i think they had pumped you full of some good stuff yeah i had some drugs gone yeah uh, i walked in and you were like what up <laughs> what's going Psych, on dude. i've been watching south park for 14 hours <laughs> i'm losing my mind good to see you let me shut off the tv for an hour <laughs> yeah. and of course i mean your family's super supportive so of course your your mom i think flew in right yeah she flew in immediately she yeah. didn't even ask she a second quest- question yeah, she's exactly. like i'll be there as soon as i can yeah exactly she's she great flew in and that's we were, um the team was like yeah. we'll figure it out right. when you get here like yeah. you sh- you gotta be here yeah that's how she is so Dude, that was that was wild how are you feeling from that no it, it hasn't since i recovered when i first you know as i feed you all this dairy how are yeah. your intestines no that's that was <laughs> the thing that i was worried about when i was you know going into surgery was Am I going to have any complications? But no complications. And I was a little like, you know, weak afterwards. Yeah. But you cool? What, cool now. What happened? Like if we. What yeah. Was yeah. Wrong with the intestine? Yeah. Like, I, mean, I don't know if it's the most interesting thing. But I yeah. mean, I. It was super interesting that day because I feel like every morning this is what happened. Yeah. Every morning I'll text you around like 10 or 11 and say, what's the vibe for tonight? Regarding comedy, comedy. mic, show, hang, what are we doing? What are we doing? What's the plan? Let's scheme. Exactly. Yeah. So I texted you that morning, what's the vibe tonight? And you said, oh, I'm going into emergency surgery right, right now. Yeah, that was definitely, uh, <laughs> I've been up for a long time. That was probably one of the first things you did that morning. Well, you get up pretty early too, but. I was still at Phelan. I was still working at WT Phelan also. I was, so I was going into the office. I, I think I sent you that text like, from my desk yeah yeah just kind of got up and was like i need to call me immediately uh, yeah i was like what's going on i need to call my friend hang on he's going into surgery sorry that was an alarming text to send i kind of it was one of those things where i knew it was alarming but i didn't have like the mental capacity to frame it in in a better way yeah i mean hey don't be alarmed yeah that's what i should have said but i was like yeah but also i completely get just being like i've been up for nine hours my stomach hurts they were taking all my stuff too because I couldn't take any of it into surgery. So I was about to give Audrey like my keys and my phone. So you got me at a good time. Uh, yeah, I, I got you at a good time as he's being wheeled. Well, it, it would have been bad if I like just sent that text and then gave her my phone. I was like, we'll see True. what happens. Shut it off. <laughs> see how people react to this. I'm going into surgery and goodbye. Goodbye. And uh, my phone's off, so you might think I blocked you. <laughs> So the intestine large, what did you just like curl in on itself? So it wrapped around the small intestine. Okay. It's blocking, you know, the the normal processes that need to happen. Put in a nice little, nice little chokehold. Yeah. So that was causing obviously uh, irritation. Yeah. And yeah, I was not going to the bathroom. Sure. Which was the became worst. a huge problem. Um, yeah. When I first woke up, I thought I had food poisoning. 
but then I realized this isn't really the symptoms of food poisoning at all. It's the I, feeling, but we're but we're not yeah, we're not like reaching the, the crescendo of the right. food poisoning. Yeah, because <laughs> there was no uh, yeah there was no um, I was throwing up, but there's nothing coming out the other end. So sure. it's like okay, this isn't food poisoning. Yeah, um, and of course I tried to like be a tough guy and like that's fine. And, I, and luckily Audrey like woke up. Because the dog was so alarmed at the sounds that I was making that I think it freaked Audrey out. (laughs) It's also... It's it's embarrassing to admit both that you're going through the stomach issues because you have to bring another person into it. Yeah. And you don't want to feel that embarrassment because you're embarrassed. Like, I had to go to the hospital one night, too, for... I got food poisoning from a mic or whatever out in Quincy. Right. And got home and just, like, immediately started throwing up. Throwing up, up, yeah. And could not stop. Dehydrated. Yeah, just awful. Called called my mom. Like, girl I was seeing at the time was like, we need to go to the hospital. I was like, I don't want to because, A, that's scary. Be, like it's just throwing up like right. you shouldn't have to go to the hospital for that no that that was my thing too exactly like, it'd be very embarrassing if we call an ambulance to take me to the hospital right now and then i feel better in 20 minutes you know what i mean right that was my whole thing was like let's just wait 15 more minutes to make sure yeah that i'm actually like in exactly an and then in those 15 minutes though you throw up however many more yeah th- I just, four I, more times or whatever it was just like non-stop throwing up until yeah. there's nothing left and i'm still like dry heaving yeah so i was like this is an issue there were two for my hospital trip there were two moments that i like in that embarrassment i did finally get that validation though of like yes this is bad but okay thank god i made the right decision right yeah in the drive from here to saint elizabeth's which is 10 minutes maybe Mm -hmm. threw up in the car one like just like into a bag was like yeah i'm sorry huh yeah i got like, him. In, just like into the bag that nobody you know. likes to be that guy but exactly you, sometimes you just have to and then got to the hospital did all of the check-in stuff and things had shifted from the north to the south okay where i was keeping it under control but then at the end of the check-in process the you know receptionist or whoever was asking like okay uh we have a couple more questions and i was like hey i'm sorry i don't mean to be crass and then i turned to my girlfriend and i was like and i really don't mean to be crass in front of you as well right but i'm about to shit myself yeah where is the nearest bathroom yeah I, this is an emergency situation it was, i need you to understand the severity because i've been holding it in it was just while. like the most vulnerable right embarrassing of like i am in the hospital because i just can't control anything right yeah. now well that's kind of the barometer because i'm sure the the nurse that you're talking to handled it well because i've seen everything that's the <laughs> yeah. thing that um shout out nurses yeah that <laughs> freaked me out was when the doctor came back after scanning me and he was like hey, we're not really sure what's going he's kind of confused and he's like we're suggesting surgery you don't have to do it but we're suggesting and i was like yeah do the surgery <laughs> like if you don't know what's going on, i definitely don't know what's going on i'm not a doctor you need to cut me open and look at it because you need to figure it out. Like, if you're a little bit confused, I'm like at a 10. I'm very confused, very freaked out. I was, you know, in so much pain that the noises I was making, there was like a pregnant woman in the room next to me. Yeah. They're like, you're disturbing her. And they like, close my door. <laughs> They're like, you need to calm down. So like, you don't understand. I, this is the worst pain I've ever been in my life. I thought it was uh, like appendicitis because that's how bad the pain was. Luckily, it wasn't. 
and so that would have been worse than what had happened. Yeah, my what, opinion what had was happened worse. was. <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been worse. I feel like I mean I don't I don't know shit. Based on my not knowledgeable doctorate background, I feel like appendicitis. I feel like you hear that often. Right. Like my appendix burst. I went into surgery. I'm good. I feel like you're the only person that I've heard in my life say, yeah, my large intestine was trying to choke out my small intestine. Yeah. Like, and again, the doctor was like, what's going on here? Right. They didn't know what it was. Yeah. So like, I guess that condition, like not saying wish for appendicitis. Right. I don't know what the after effects of appendicitis are either. Because for my surgery, it's like now that I've healed, there's nothing that I have to worry about. Really? It was just like a freak thing. Jesus. It's like 25% of people have a, small intestine that's too big and it can't happen unless the small intestine is too big but of those 25 percent of people like only a small percentage of people actually have complications because of it because usually it's just kind of it's just kind of a freak accident that it wrapped around it so, bro you know what they say about guys with big small intestines big small intestines you know what they say <laughs> you know what they say <laughs> they uh absolutely they say? nothing no. <laughs> they're gonna they, get choked out by their large intestine and have to spend 12 hours in the hospital yeah and 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 scare their friends yeah they somehow don't realize that they haven't gone number two for like five straight days because <laughs> that was the other thing i realized i was like oh yeah i should have noticed that i just hadn't done that for like five days but i didn't <laughs> so now i'm like i guess i have to be aware of this like i'm Sometimes I'm like, when's the last time I you, pooped? You weren't aware that you no, took a no. shit for five days? I go to the bathroom all the time because at, at work I'll just drink water all day. Yeah. Anytime my water's empty, I go right back to the water machine and fill it up. Yeah. Just to try to stay hydrated because I'm, I'm so, like, I eat so unhealthy that I'm like, this is the one healthy thing I can do is just yeah. drink water all the time. So I go to the bathroom a lot. So I didn't, it wasn't like I wasn't going to the bathroom. I just wasn't going number two. So I didn't okay, so you just it. didn't register. Right. That there was an com- issue. There was more to do while yeah. you were in there. And now it's, it'll just catch up to me. Some days I'm like, did I go number two today? Should I test that out? I think you keep saying number two also, like a, oh, a yeah. child learning a child, yeah. potty training. I don't, I don't really like uh, saying, like, take a shit. Yeah, of course. It's a little vulgar. But I completely understand that no dude take your hand off the i was trying to t- <laughs> oh, oh sorry that's been it's bopping around it's take, bopping around yeah bad. take your hand off that oh, that was yeah. we're trying to, trying to do that slyly well i never know what to do with my left hand when i'm doing a set i've been handling the mic a little bit more lately yeah i mean i get do, that doing doing some jokes with the uh the mic in the stand the not old, to get too inside baseball the again. old classic the old classic on the stand yeah. don't do it again no i'm just gonna oh, okay there that's we go. fine if you just yes that's fine. You get two fucking strikes. Yeah, two strikes. You're gonna be the first person that I kick out. I didn't think it would be you. High risk, high reward. Of all the people, I didn't. You know, I didn't even say anything that crazy. I thought. No, you. I listened to the whole Mo episode. He had wild stories. You got this in there the whole time. Great episode, by the way. Great stories. Mo's is very funny like guy. I, dude, Mo's a pistol. That's literally. I've been describing him that way to. Just when everyone asks, he's like, "Oh my God, what's he like in person?" Like, yeah, that. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, it's, he's it, he's right so funny. Stage, he's the best. Talking to you the same with. way. Yeah, yeah, dude, he's he's crazy. He's yeah, so very funny. He's so fucking funny. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm really glad you're healthy. Back to you know, the the support system. I mean, Thank I you. was, you know, 
it's it, selfishly of course i was happy to like be looped in and be like yeah how can i yeah be a part of like how can i help you like what do you need done yeah. you know it just it makes makes you feel good when no, there, I, I appreciate when you coming like, to visit me yeah of course man i didn't really tell anyone because you know nobody it, it felt like a weird thing to just I mean, break up so i didn't really tell anyone until after the fact yeah i mean sure you know don't don't go for the whole like Here's me in the hospital with my bracelet social media post. Yeah, but. I think I had to cancel a show or two. I, think I just said that I wasn't feeling well. I think you're, which, you're more pissed about that than the Yeah, than the well, this actual. is during COVID too. So if you just yeah. say you're not oh, feeling well, people God, are like, yeah, definitely don't, right. don't come. Yeah, just keep it Please vague. stay away from me. Yeah. yeah. So supportive family, of course, because Mo dropped everything, flew, out, flew yep. up. Came out. The best. Such a and sweet then person. They were, were kind of... Being lackadaisical on my release, they were kind of, they didn't, they weren't showing like haste with it. They were kind of taking their time. Oh, like keeping you in? Yeah. And mm. they said, I thought I was going to get out on Friday. And oh, then that's it right. Was, yeah, they and did. then I was yeah. still there on Saturday. And, I, you know, I was kind of getting a little irritated, but still trying to be polite. And my, yeah. mo- my mom was like, all right, I'm going to take care of this. She goes <laughs> out and she's like, talking to the nurse. Give me nurse my boy. Give an answer. <laughs> so she's like, let me go, let me talk to the doctor. Yeah. So then the doctor came and discharged me, which was cool. Nice. Was she always, I mean, she was, was she always that supportive, like, growing up, too? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Both of my parents are very supportive, and um, that's kind of how my mom's always been. She takes care of things, you know what I mean? She's uh, Definitely got that vibe. Yeah. That's Badass kinda, Irish woman. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, that's how all my aunts are. But, yeah, they. when it comes to something that's family and something that's important like that, they're not going to take shit from anybody, so. Nice. Um, so was she? Yeah, she took care of it. So she, you mentioned she's cooking for Thanksgiving parties, sending you off to food. So like, she's is she a big family woman? Like, yeah, yeah. I think our grandparents, her parents, um, you know, there there was like eight uh, children that they had. So eight. Eight. Yeah. Damn, yeah. You never. You don't really hear that number. Right. Like, you, Irish Catholic though. That was it's, it's, more common. It's two gone, generations. Yeah. Exactly. Ago. Yeah. It's gone down for sure. But yeah, my. Both my parents had, you know, Irish Catholic upbringings and were right. similar in that number. I think like five and seven or something. Five and seven, yeah. That's Six good and numbers. Seven, like Strong that, numbers. You know? One's going to pass, unfortunately. It's right. just how it goes. Right, yeah. That is um, unfortunate reality. Of, yeah. You know, we I mean, have a big family that's going to be. Growing up in that era, too, it just seemed kind of like yeah. sh- sh- shit happens. Exactly. Yeah, Even, as, you know. Shit, shit always happens, but you just hear those sad stories right. of like, yeah, there were nine of us, and then when I yeah. was 12, suddenly there were eight of us. It's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, there's definitely always, you know, something with the... <laughs> Go write a poem about it and drink some scotch. Yeah, this is... <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you sadder? You seem pretty well-adjusted. <laughs> Dude. Oh, man. <laughs> See, what's going on here? How'd you, you know, make it through? They're definitely sad deep down. Yeah, but... they keep it in. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the, the classic Mulaney joke. Oh yeah, yeah the just sweater, keep everything bury, inside, yeah, and eventually the I'll die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, yeah, just hits the nail right on the head. So you got the the family love instilled in you, and then you know family support. Was that right. was that Irish part also instilled in you of like we always love each other? There's never any problems. Stuff oh yeah, it yeah, all yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, well, my grandparents were so like my grandmother. Everybody like looked at her as a saint. You know, and mm. my parents would always joke, and they're like, oh, she wasn't always like that. You should have seen when we were kids, like my aunts, yep. she used to hit us with the broom, but never displayed anything like that in my lifetime was always just, uh, 
so happy to see your grandchildren showering us with you know food snacks gifts money when we got older um just her house was like the place to go where we'd all hang out and have a yeah, good time there's so. always a couple of of the elders where you don't question their golden status or or bring up right. the things that might question their golden status right and why would you it, well yeah <laughs> sometimes it's worth bringing up and then the rest of the family is like shut the fuck up yeah it's like chill it's fine it's fine it's gonna be okay yeah no luckily for me there was nothing uh she's always just a very sweet woman yeah i mean she absolutely is and where's where, where's greg from my dad is grew up in Wilbraham, so. Oh, okay. So he's he, well, he was, didn't leave. Did he? He's been a, a local boy through and through. He, I mean, they live in South Carolina now, but okay, he was yeah, the first what, forty-five years of his life. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Yeah. So. Staying in the same spot. Same spot. Well, you how know, did you feel about staying in Wilbraham for forty-five years? Um, it's not for me. I think <laughs> I think I have. <laughs> I I don't have any. <coughs> excuse me. Resentment over him. I I had a you know good childhood. Whatever. I had a, a so fine cool, time man. when I was there. Yeah. It's... And uh, I still have some friends out there. Not too many. Most of them have moved. But um. Yeah. What turned it for me was I uh, back during the height of kind of some of the Black Lives Matter protests. Yeah. I saw in the town Facebook group that there was gonna be one at our common park or whatever. Six hundred comments. Ninety-five percent negative, calling, <sighs> saying it's communist propaganda. We don't want this in our town. We're gonna have a counter protest. So I was like, "Oh yeah, that's really how the people that lived around and that's how like people's parents really feel." At the end of the day, it's like not really where I'm at in my life. You know, dude, your dad <clears throat> stayed there for forty-five years. I know, I know. That's, that's your the, dad. Yeah, exactly. He's he um, yeah. I don't, wow. I don't know uh to to steal <coughs> to steal the words from a, a ryan joke uh ryan's dad greg is a wonderful black man so that's yeah. why you heard my voice being like huh surprising yeah he stayed there for all yeah. those years yeah it's interesting i obviously i um i talk about my dad a lot in my stand-up because yeah. i just think he's had such i mean he's had such an interesting life um and obviously the the racial component of of course being a black man growing up in a suburb of mostly white people yeah it's, it's like a very it's also it's a component for you I mean, right as you've yeah. talked about you hate when people come up afterwards and they're like oh no way your dad's black like those are the comments that you hate yeah but most. i just i think it's like i don't know i definitely when i was younger i thought it was like this is like a cool thing or whatever. Like this is a remarkable thing. But now that I'm a little older, like it's not actually that crazy to be biracial. Like a lot of people are biracial. Yeah. My dad's black. My mom's white. Like that's pretty normalized. And I know, I know what I look like. But it's not hard to imagine. Just like yeah, this is how genetics work. Sometimes you know. Yeah, I mean it's less crazy to me that a biracial person exists, and it's crazy that. A black man and an Irish woman ended up together. Like yeah. that's <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> yeah. They just work together, you know. It just happens. That's know. the one where I'm like, huh, two and two sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes make five. All right. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, what I mean, I do know what the overlap was. They had a lot of shared interests, shared friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, of course. You know, but I'm no, I, I do, around, I do get that sometimes where you look at your parents, you're like, how did this all come together? Yeah, man. I mean, my mom punched my dad in the arm, and that's how they. That's met. how they met. That's how they met. That's cool. I mean, it'd be funny if that's how they ended too. I'm sure that there were some blows <laughs> at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more. 
more verbal attacks as you get older. You don't really resort yeah, to exactly. physical. Yeah, I don't think the two kind of throw down at this point. And you in save the ammo they are. of the things that you know would hurt the person the most, and and you just you hope to never have to throw it at them. <laughs> it's year twelve. You're like, I'll pocket that for yeah, for later just, when, when it's this, year twenty three. This hurt me deeply, and if I have the opportunity, I will bring it out of it. <laughs> oh fuck! So growing up, bri biracial and Wilberham like your dad is staying there for 45 years but are you looking around like huh I'm kind of you know it's not a big deal now but are you looking around like shit there are not a lot of people like me here yeah I um I guess I didn't feel that way when I was younger I um my friends made a really big deal about it you know it, it was I didn't initially think that it was out of the ordinary until yeah. I you know friends start to come over your house and then they're like, oh, your dad's black. That's so cool. And I I was so like, they, they, my dad is cool, but uh, I didn't think he was cool because he was black. You know, I was he's just like, a cool guy. Yeah, like he plays video games with me. Yeah. Know, he watches sports with me. Like, that's why yeah, people think their dad is he's cool. Like a good dad. Yeah. And then I guess, you know, it kind of became more a part of my personality as more people brought it up. It was kind of, you know, when you're younger, you don't really, you kind of you want something to stand out. So that was kind of like, sure. unfortunately for better or worse for a period, that was like my thing. It was like, you know, his dad's black and everybody would ask me about it or so like make there jokes was just about it. No, were there any black kids in the school though? Very like, few. Yeah. Very few. Um, yeah. Like low double digits, I would say in a graduating class of 300. That's so weird then that, I yeah. mean, yes, that's, in a low I'm trying to think like that's maybe a similar ratio like you know not a ton of diversity in general right where similar it kind of seems similar you know our hometowns right but there's still other black people in your school right. yeah, exactly. in class like it's not like the, it's not like they've never met a black person before right. like why oh my god like his dad's black it's like yeah who, yeah. who cares it's a dad right well you, you do have Two things I can think of is we're talking about like kids from the suburbs, so they don't know like any black people, and they don't have like a, yeah, but that great of an understanding of other cultures. At the end of the day, you know what I mean. So they, anything. so okay. So what you're saying is while there's other black people in your grade and your graduating class, whatever, they may not actually know them, but they get to know your dad. Right. Okay. And also, there is like the undeniable component of like because I look so white and Irish that. It is like I joke about it. It is there is humor there that it is. Yeah, of course. Some innate level of like it seems ridiculous. It's not, but something in your brain is like it's kind of funny. You know, I got the Christmas card. You were letting your hair go. Yeah, I got well, the Christmas was, card on my fridge, brother. You that was you pandemic can, depression, bro. Was, you can throw it out. You, yeah, I saw an Instagram story memory recently of me on stage, and I was like, it was. I can't believe I was just doing my sets and not even commenting on how long my hair was because it was long you dude <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> it your hair you it's i'm it's unfortunate that people you know will come up afterwards and like not believe you and like throw other stereotypes and like all that and yeah you know it 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 is a part of you though it lives in you whether it's definitely i think you know whether your hair gets long and it it froze out or like you know your yeah. literal upbringing right my upbringing and i think that's as i've gotten older you know obviously my understanding of uh 
the black experience in this country has really evolved and I've learned a lot and I know that I haven't had that experience, but there's a lot of, uh, like anytime there's like a issue, I feel very close to, I feel very emotionally connected. So I guess that's where I land is like, I know what I look like and I know that when I'm walking around, everybody sees me as a white person. That's understandable. That's, that's, that's what they're working with. Um, I don't feel white. I don't feel black. I feel biracial, you know, cause that's what I Absolutely. am. I feel, you know, I, connected to connected to my Irish side but also connected to my my grandfather who was a Tuskegee Airman you know that like that means a lot to me and, of course and his experience it's heritage man yeah it's who so you are. I just um yeah I, I think my my thoughts on it are always evolving because it's not uh, it's not the the issues that I feel close to it's not like a lived experience that I've had so I'm kind of learning from everything secondhand just kind of yeah. learning from people that are honestly um, a lot smarter than me when it comes to these issues and have more uh, of a rich experience. So that's kind of where I stand is I just keep trying to learn. That's <coughs> kind of all you can stand on, man, is yeah. just trying to learn from people who are smarter than you and yeah. try to pass that knowledge on in a way that doesn't make you seem like an asshole. Yeah, you know, and exactly. Just... And not being an asshole in, in my comedy, I've, I've attempted like so many jokes about it. And uh, yeah. I'm always, I think, like hyper sensitive to make sure that I'm not, you know, presenting African Americans as like a stereotype or saying something that's hacky or or saying something that's like hurtful to the community. You know, yeah. I'd rather just if I feel like a joke didn't go over how I wanted it to or is like not working in the way that I wanted to, I'd rather just throw it out and work on a different uh, avenue because there's so many is, other things yeah, to write jokes about. Absolutely, and regardless of how people visually <laughs> see you and label you i talked about this a little bit on a, a a past thing where a very smart teacher of mine uh had the quote labels are for soup cans not people right no that's a good quote so however people label you is wrong to begin with it is inherently. because they should be having this conversation of getting to know you but even how people and how you feel right how you know how, how you i just feel said, i don't I'm... feel white i don't feel black i feel biracial right which yeah. which is sense. true and, it, and it's not just like for me people label you incorrectly too when, when they see you if they don't know you they just make assumptions about you whatever assumption that yeah, is absolutely and that's not accurate to your person and that that's yeah. just life you know what i mean but the the soup can thing is interesting because it's like labels are kind of becoming antiquated the more we kind of as a society like move forward and and have uh you know so many groups just kind of mixing and, and so many different people um we don't really need to label people you can just kind of talk to people and figure out what they're all about dude exactly i another the, completely on the other end of the spectrum of you know, the philosophical labels are for soup cans, not people. I forget who said this. One of my friends I know one time said, in the future, we're all just going to be a big gay brown culture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that would be ideal, you know? Yeah, just like an ambiguous, like you look at someone, you're like, I don't know what you are. Yeah. 
which is perfect. Like who exactly, can't, how are you going to be racist if everybody is mixed? Exactly. You know I mean? if we're all partially something. Everyone, everyone in the future is just going to be like a little dark, right? On some days, or like a little white, depending on the light, or right? Like, yeah. And then like maybe a little gay, maybe a little not. <laughs> like right, it's yeah. just what it's, it's all, just it's like all spectrum, how it's you know? all evolving. It's just a spectrum, yeah. and it's all becoming a little more accepted. Yeah, which I think is is it's good. Hopefully, it's becoming more accepted. I think it is. I think um, it's the optimists in us, right? Well, I think the obviously we don't need to go into like a whole politics thing, but I think um, that's my that's where my mind went is like the whole yeah. dude. I saw you know scrolling Insta today, <coughs> nice kicks posted like you know Nike releases a statement about Kyrie and what he's been saying, right? And you check the comments. And it's yeah, all like the, we ride with Kyrie. Kanye was right. It's like what the fuck. Yeah, that is a big thing that you see online. Um, is people doing like connecting with racism or homophobia? Yeah. And then you don't know if it's irony because obviously a lot of people online are young people that haven't really formed how they feel about things, and they're just trying to be funny and trying yeah. to be edge lords. Which exactly. You know, I remember being like 15 years old. I remember the type of things that you'd kind of joke about. And yeah, uh, dude. I mean, I remember being less than a year into stand up and writing a joke that was inspired by an interaction with someone's sister. Right. Not 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 even about them, just like an interaction we had. Right. And then I just like ran with it. And this was like my best friend in the world. And they were like, yeah, that kind of makes me uncomfortable. And I was like, yeah, but it's comedy. So. Right. Which is that's a very young person. Exactly. Attitude. I, it's I a, definitely. It's a young person attitude. It's a right. young comedian. I mean, I, I would love to go back in time and just slap myself and be like, just write a better joke. Yeah. Just focus on a different. You have so yeah. many other things you could write a joke about. Exactly. This makes them uncomfortable. And I love that person, too. I mean, yeah. still, I mean, that they gave me one of the best gifts in the world, which is a, sh- a picture from not the Mariah Carey. Okay, I thought you were gonna say the Mariah Carey. Well, I didn't know you were that big of a fan. I mean, it's a nice picture, but I mean, that's also one of the best, that's a life size Mariah Carey. No, the this person got me. Uh, hang on. Oh, it's it's. I'll show it to you after. It's, I keep it on my work desk just as a reminder of like when you're having a bad work day at two p.m. It's like, hey, this is really what you're going for, man. Right. It's a picture of me from my first ever show. Oh, that's sick. And the set list that i wrote my napkin on that's awesome and they framed it yeah that's a great it's an unreal gift just to look back sometimes and yeah exactly think about how far you've come yeah it's really cool to look at that i mean because that was a show that wasn't even i took a class right i don't know how you you just did i mean that's a lie i do know how (laughs) yeah you you were mostly there yeah exactly (laughs) um you were there i took a class though so that was you know and i did basically like three open mics and then Signed up for a class that was, I think, once a week for five weeks. And mm-hmm. then the sixth week was the show. The show. That was just cool. Yeah. And it was a great, it was like one of the most supportive shows I've ever done to this day. Yeah. Because it was all people's friends <laughs> yep. on the show. You know, just, it was so promoted perfectly of like, hey, this is the beginner club. Like, sh- shout out Nathan Hartswick and natalie miller of the vermont comedy Club. Vermont comedy. Okay. yeah they're they're the best hey try and get up there yeah they're i don't think i i can't remember the last time i was just in vermont for anything dude it's i, I know it. it's nice i just it's uh, the best man and that room's super cool too because i feel like a lot of comedy rooms uh they're longer than they are like it just feels kind of like a long hallway yeah they set that room up really cool where it's wider 
that okay. it is long. So it's kind of it's it's almost like a rectangle. In so a sense. it like wraps around. Yeah, which it, is yeah, that's always it's, more ideal. Yeah, exactly. It's like super long up front, uh, and then you know still like good good length on the sides, of course, and then super long in the back too. So you're it, it just like the the room fills with laughter. It fills right. with your voice like perfect room uh, yeah. and the perfect people to support you support in you. like a stand-up process of like hey this is a class you've done this four times yeah no that's it is nice to start with a supportive audience because i feel yeah. like i don't know i don't know what i would have done if uh like my first couple sets had gone really poorly obviously it's not like i was killing it but if you just had like a hard bomb the first or second time you go up that would be really hard to just keep doing it i guess yeah dude so i as I, I did like three mics one of them was at a bar where actually natalie used to run the mic despite okay. being like you know future club owner. like she used to host an open mic yeah <laughs> so the first that was the first mic i ever did did my set i don't even remember what i talked about i remember it going poorly of course yeah and as I was getting off stage, Natalie, you know, covered the mic a little bit and whispered to me, was that your first time? And I just went, oh, yeah, that was my first time. And she did this whole really nice thing of like, that was Danny's first time. Like, give it up. For and, you know, super nice, supportive, open mic crowd. Yeah, that's a good host. Exactly. And I just walked up to her afterwards and was like, hey, was I that bad that you knew it was my first time from that? And she kind of laughed and was like, no, I just know everyone in the scene right. and i didn't know you didn't know you and yeah. she absolutely could have been like yeah you fucking sucked yeah man. <laughs> yeah but she's again it's just like super supportive so i completely understand of like those it's the same thing of what you're talking about of like growing when you're that awkward 12 year old 11 year old teen and you do something fucked up right and you need your mom to like kind of be like hey man right you need someone to it's check it's all you. good yeah. like you, you're you know, don't right. worry too much, but right. don't do it again or do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why you shit. feel negative emotions. Usually they're informative. Yeah. Um, not all the time, but yeah. usually it's like you've learned information now and you can grow from this. Right. So there was one question that I was super curious about from the first time that we did the pod to that I wanted to ask you now because it was a comment that I just thought was really cool. You said that you wanted to be more open and more vulnerable with your dad. Yeah. I think, I've, yeah, I think. Um, How's that going? Yeah. As at, you at start the time. to laugh and chuckle. Well, because <laughs> I, I was doing a joke and I, the way that I introduced the joke has changed. And I think part of the reason it's changed is because it used to be more open ended. And mm -hmm. I was like asking the crowd a question and then I didn't have anything very funny to say once I asked the crowd a question. But also, part of the reason why it's changed is because I feel like um, my dad in the last, in recent memory, has just been so supportive and just like text me out of the blue to say like I'm proud of you. So I feel like, uh, I guess I feel like I've accomplished that openness where I I feel we've gotten a lot closer, um, and we're just kind of able to to talk like we're friends, which is always the dream because because when you're a kid. You kind of you see your parents as an authority figure and like larger than life also. Um, and then I don't know. I, I feel like. Um, yeah, I, I guess I feel like I've accomplished that, which is good. Nice. That's um, that's that's awesome yeah. to start. Yeah, because 
that is a Herculean task to be like, I'm going to be open with my dad. It's like, good luck. That is right. Gargantuan. Definitely. I, I think especially, you know, cause vulnerability in general is a difficult thing with anybody. Absolutely. You kind of build up to with multinational relationships. You like build up to yeah. comfort. I guess that's why I focused on it so much with my dad is because I realized that it was very easy for me to talk to my mom. And I hadn't found the ability to be that open in my adult life with my dad. And I didn't, um, I didn't want that to be a permanent thing, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, it's not, it wasn't a reflection on how much I cared. It wasn't that I cared about my mom more than my dad. It was just, um, I think when I was younger, I uh, had struggled being vulnerable. And that led me to kind of, uh, you know, create natural barriers with people. Barriers that I didn't intentionally put up. Yeah. And so I was just trying to break down those barriers at that point. It's good. I mean, the fact that I feel like we'll work top down on this one. I feel like guys our age are definitely becoming more open to talking about the vulnerability, stuff like that. It's definitely not being labeled like you know, it's like, oh, you're fucking gay. Like, right. That's, that's, well, like, that's, even as we're saying this, I'm like, there's definitely some people that are like, we're going to listen to like, you're fucking gay. Well, there's, pro- yeah. Well, you know what though? That, that's, that's so, in- probably there might, that, cause it's not a thing of the past right. completely yet. It's we're, not. And, it, and I think there's guys like us, we're the ones that are like, you know, trying to change that, trying to path that forward where it's like, you know, make that, forge that path forward. We're like, no, this isn't like, this is, we got to talk to each other. It's okay. Well, it makes you feel a little uncomfortable because it hasn't been completely normalized. And so the the natural inclination is to undercut it, right? I bet Neil felt uncomfortable when he took those first steps (laughs) on the moon. Yeah. To be clear, I am, every time I go to therapy, that's what I say. It's like, this is another, (laughs) this is another step on just, I tell my therapist when we're checking out, she's like, anything else you want to say? And I'm like, I just want you to know. I did great today. I'm I'm killing it. Right I'm now. a great person. I'm a great man. I am doing a great job. Yeah, that, that's what. And you know what though? You are though, dude. Because there's a lot of guys out there that still reject therapy. That still reject this idea where like I have this guard up. I know that I'm not letting people in like my father. Right. I gotta break this wall down. Yeah. And, and you it, took the stock, you know, you easy, took the you know. personal, it's not easy, but you took the personal stock in it and you're doing the work, you're yeah. doing the hard work so that in the future it becomes a little easier. And that's yeah. all, that's all therapy. That's all, all of this, you know, it self-reflection is. is it's never going to be easy. It just gets easier. Yeah. All that stuff is so cliche of like therapy is work and you have to do yeah. the work out there outside of therapy, but it is true. Like it really, you got to put mental energy into it. And I think as you get older, too, you get more perspective. Like, it, it's yeah. definitely easier for me. Like, the older I got, I was like, it's kind of dumb that I'm not, you know, that I'm not just doing this. You know, I can just do this. This is a very easy thing to do. Just call my dad once a week. Just talk to him, like, normal, you know? Yeah. like Because that's how it should be. So yeah, you, you get absolutely. that perspective and, and you, you know, you start to get a little more sentimental when you see movies now and and, and you feel like why am i yeah. crying at this movie about his dad's <laughs> finally giving him a handshake saying i'm proud of you. why is this making me tear up yeah <laughs> it is a two-way street of course so you know when you put the effort in it's it's really nice to see it reciprocated that you yeah. know if you call and say i love you that you get the i love you too that's always been a absolutely yeah 
I was talking to my buddy recently. I was hanging out with him, and his dad just called for whatever reason for 45 seconds or something. And I heard, you know, only half of the conversation. Right. And then it ended, though, where he was like, I love you, too. And then he hung up. And I was like, wait, did you just – like, did your dad say I love you after, right, like, first. a 40-second conversation first? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, he always does that. Why? I was like, damn, that's – That's good. That's a good level. That's awesome. That's yeah. a that's a, that's a great dad. Right. Yeah, no. That is uh, – yeah, it's nice to – Yeah, it really is. And it was I, – I, which is crazy because I – had that experience the other day oh you did yeah it was really nice that is nice it was great i'm glad that i know yeah you know i don't know the, what you like to talk about on here but i know that in the past it hasn't always been yeah it's great. a little contentious uh right. i always like to have you know more one of the past episodes candace was like hey where are you from which is always fun too when i have i've had a couple people now where i this was my first time meeting them right so they'll ask questions ask questions to you yeah. about me <laughs> And I had to stop Candace and be like, this isn't about me. This is about you. This is about you right yeah. now. But yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, it's it's been a, a little contentious of in the past, which is, you know, a little rocky up and down, which is why I wanted to ask you again how it was going, where you were like, I'm the one that's trying to put myself out there, yeah. be more vulnerable, and, you know, break those walls down. Right. And the fact that you were like, yeah, it's... I feel like I succeeded. Right. That's sick. Well, yeah, and, and it wasn't just me. I feel like my dad has always shown me with his actions, how right. much he cares about So you kind of just so had to open it I up. I knew that it was there. You know, yeah. It was just my, my job to bridge that gap. Right. And, hey, <clears throat> that's that takes a, a, a grown adult to accept that olive branch, though, and to, to yeah, realize I, I appreciate that, that you're the, the one that needs to bridge the gap. Yeah, so. I definitely – it's definitely something that I, you know – I am happy that I was yeah. was able to accomplish. Yeah, man. And you're God, one of the best people I know. So <laughs> appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> so we had a pretty serious conversation. I actually want to, we'll wrap. Right? I'm going to check time real quick. We're probably at around an hour, but yeah, time is 53. So we both have old pups. Which I feel like is definitely a oh yeah a a, a bonding point yeah definitely of us old uh, dogs uh, you know I love an old dog old dogs are great buddy I saved this when you I wanted I actually I wanted to text you about it <laughs> but it's like wait he's coming over you yeah. you got to just save this so buddy today hanging out in here Brandon comes home and they do their you know I I hear the romp happening right I don't. Sometimes I join the romp. Sometimes I, you know, just listen to, you know, whatever I'm, you know. So I just hear it today. I don't join. Then I walk out of my room and I glance to my left and I see Buddy hobbling. Like, you know, the, again, the dog hobble where they're, they're like lifting a paw where they're like. Right. And you're like, what's wrong with the paw? Yeah, it got some did salt in it. Or like, do you step on Yeah, paw. exactly. So they're doing the classic dog hobble. Right. And so look over. I'm like, oh, shit. That's not, he's really hobbling. Right. So I look over, I'm like, oh God. And I shout out to Brandon. He's got a door closed somewhere. Uh, and I shout out and I'm like, yo, dude, not to accuse you of anything, but, and the whole sentence was going to be, did you step on his paw when you came home? Yes. Yeah. Stop myself halfway through. Cause it sounded like that. <laughs> but did you step on his paw? Oh my God. Cause I got closer and I saw that for whatever reason, 
his toenail had hooked into his collar. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Completely self-inflicted. Completely self-inflicted. <laughs> yeah. So he's just hobbling around with three legs. And he doesn't know what to do. And he has no idea what to do. He's just it's completely looking, yeah. stuck. Yeah. So I go let him free. And then he looks at me like, hey, thanks, man. And thanks. then just walks away. <laughs> hey, I'd appreciate if you didn't tell anyone else about this. <laughs> it's like, nah, this is going on the pod. Sorry. <laughs> he totally had that look of like, don't. This is this is you and me, man. You and don't me. tell anybody I about this. I appreciate you, but like. Let's let it slide. <laughs> so Brandon, I, you know, comes up five minutes later. He takes a call or whatever it was. He comes out and he's like, what are you yelling at me about? And I told him and he goes, oh, yeah, I've seen that about two or three times. <laughs> he's a weird dog. He does that. <laughs> he gets into it. So Buddy just found himself in a pickle that he could not Couldn't get, get out of. Yeah. Squirrel, I think. Buddy's 14. Squirrel's got 14. Yeah. Oh, OK. I thought, right I thought she was 15. I thought. Yeah, I thought she's squirrel old. Squirrel had her beat. Squirrel had my bud beat, I thought. But well, she might be. I, that's true. You we know. adopted her, so we made up her birthday. We were told we think she's 12. That's and true. And we've gone from there. You guys, this the squirrel backstory is... You it's got, heartbreak, yeah. It, it literally... Uh, I, I can't think about it too much because it upsets me. And not just with squirrel, like... Dogs, with yeah. all dogs. Whenever one of those sad Facebook reels comes up where it's like, this dog was left out. And the, like, I, I don't need... I'll watch whatever gory horror movie. I'll, watch, I'll read a story about anybody getting true crime. But if you tell me that a dog was left outside and it was a little cold, I'm like, this is way too much for me to handle. Dude, I was watching. Uh, shit, what movie is it? It was the James Franco directed horror movie. Allison Brie. Is, is it the it? one? I forget what it's called. Okay. But the point is there was a dog in it. Yeah, and I had to pause it halfway through and go and go to doesthedogdie.com. Yeah, I was gonna say there's definitely a website for that. Doesthedogdie.com. Yeah, and I looked up if the dog was okay in this movie. Dog was. Keep going. Kept kept on going full steam ahead. Yeah. And yeah, I think I told you I was watching the Evil Dead remake. And yeah. I forgot that a dog dies in that. And it really bummed me out for like five minutes in Dude, the middle of the, the movie. Fuck? Why didn't you tell me that when we were talking about it before? Yeah, sorry. I said I was going to watch it. Yeah, no, I'm telling you now. That's, I didn't even yeah, remember. Good. I got. Now Conjuring, I might not watch it. Right. Original Conjuring is another one. Dude, do you read Where the Red Fern Grows in any of the middle school or I don't think I did. I don't think we did that one. Dude. We did very boring books. Read that in sixth grade. And when finished it, I was home, finished it, ran downstairs crying. I was like, we need to get a dog and name it Little Land yeah. or Old Dan right now. And to love it forever. Never let it out of our sights. And I'll take it hunting. Yeah. And I'll be a good boy. And he's the good boy, too. Yeah. That's, I mean, it was great. Dude, that book fucking broke my instinct. heart. Yeah. God damn. It's- Shows that you're human, man. I, well, you're a real person. Try to be at least. So yeah, yeah. squirrel, squirrel was was a, a a lady who was was munching on rocks. Right. Yeah. And now has the most loving home ever with Ryan and his partner Audrey. And Ryan, as you've seen for the last hour ish, is very even keel. Very, you know, keeps his emotions in check. You know, he's very level. Ryan with this dog is hilarious. 
even he is not resistant to the dog. Oh, yeah. To the dog. The dog, dog breaks down my walls. The dog yeah. breaks down Ryan's walls. That's the 100%. Corny thing I'm not self conscious about, I guess. Yeah, of course. You should not. No, no one should. Because be. I just, you know. Everyone does the dog voice. She's, she's great. I just it's so, it, love dude, hanging it's out so with her. Funny. You know? It's so funny just she's watching that. She's a really that. sweet dog, too. She really is. Yeah, she'll warm up to people very fast. She'll she come is. sit with you. Absolutely. I mean, as you know, we had that. T- I, I babysat Squirrel for, yeah. uh, I think it was only one night, One right? night, yeah. It was one night. That was... We broke because we were in Miami for like a week, so we yeah, had exactly. a couple different people. Yeah, exactly. On and the I case. As as we've talked, Squirrel was definitely missing yeah, it mommy was, and Yeah, you daddy came in at the end of the run, so you, you probably was, got the yeah. worst of it, and she was just very unhappy. <laughs> Did not want to eat. Didn't want to do anything. She just wanted us to come back. So she, she, yeah, she wanted you guys to come back. And the only thing she did want to do was when it finally became bedtime, she told me it was time to go to sleep. Yeah. Like she hopped up on the bed and then stared at me and was like, you over here right now. That's how this works. <laughs> Give me some body heat. Exactly. It's literally all I was there for. Yeah. I well, was, she's t- she she gets cold a lot so faster small. than us because she's you know she's eighteen pounds. She doesn't I'm not have... I'm not normally a big fan of s- dogs and sweaters, but oh yeah, me neither. But she squirrel she pulls it, it off. She needs a sweater sometimes. She do- well yeah, I mean she's okay like right now. I think it's like fifty five, but it's not. Well, she's gonna need that soon. Though. Soon, yeah. It's, it's a, been on a couple times this she's year. She's gonna need a fucking pea coat soon. <laughs> yeah, we have one like really fuzzy sweater that we don't usually put her in, but. That's if it gets really cold, she'll be in that one. Oh, you guys, the Halloween outfit you guys did oh, was so the Tim funny. Robinson, the yeah. Tim Robinson one. Yeah, yeah. I, I was glad that I. I always feel like with Halloween, so many ideas get thrown out when you have a, a partner. So I was like, what are we gonna do? Yeah. Um, so it's always nice to find something you're actually excited about, you know? Yeah, of course. It, it wasn't the most intricate costume for either of us, but. Uh, it's just a show that we both really like watching. So exactly, and I feel like a lot of now, like you do it for the, you take the picture and then you put the what you were next to it anyway. Yeah, that's big now. So even if it's not intricate or totally accurate, you still get that swipe. Get the gist. Yeah, and people are like, you get to have a couple beers and say the quotes all night. Yeah, exactly. And annoy everybody. <laughs> that sketch is so funny too. It's the hot dog one. Yeah, the hot dog one's great. Yeah, that. Squirrel got to be involved as the hot dog, which was really the selling point was that we found something for her to do in the costume. I'll definitely post that one for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's squirrel in a hot dog she's, costume. She's so the star adorable. of it. Uh, buddy, we did an hour too. That's, so that's great. I mean, I feel like I'm just gonna hit stop and we're gonna keep hanging out how we have been. But yeah, sounds good, man. Thanks for for having me on to uh, dude back on and, and making me food. It's thanks uh, for. It's very good. I we, we didn't talk about the meal, but it is good. I'll say that. You know what? Olivia said this last time, too, where she was like, oh, I, mean, I didn't really eat. It's like, doesn't that mean the conversation was good, though? Right. Yeah. So. The end of the day. Exactly. And thanks for uh, pushing me to do this fun little project, man. Of course, Would, man. Well, like I said, I thought it was a good idea. And uh, I obviously think you're a very funny guy. So <laughs> I thought it would turn out great. That. And. Even if uh, it doesn't turn out great or it doesn't go anywhere, you still got two plates of mac and cheese out of it. That so. is true. That is a big <laughs> selling point. This will I'll be good for the rest of the night at least. Uh, follow Ryan Ellington on Instagram. He is one of the busiest comics in the scene, so he's always doing shows. You, what do you got? This is going to be out on Monday. So what are you doing? Uh, next week, I think I think I'm doing Hideout Thursday. Oh no shit! 
Hey, I don't know if I'm doing anything else, but we're going Thursday hideout. Great Thursday show. hideout. Great show. Great I'll, show. I'll throw the check that out. Even if you want to go Friday or Saturday and I'm not on, <laughs> it's a very good show. So just check it out. Caitlin, we kicked it off with Caitlin. She oh yeah, that's was, yeah, true. She yeah. talks about it. She was, she, dude, yeah. the bean queen. Uh, yeah, that was a good up. So yeah, follow Ryan, uh, go see him do stand up Cause again, guys unreal at it uh follow me danny calais yeah. follow the instagram dinner at your place we're doing a lot of fun stuff such as pole dancing with olivia she right. showed us some some moves and i made some fun reels and there's going to be more so follow instagrams follow us everywhere and thank you so much for listening i hope if you're trying to be vulnerable with your dads that you find the strength to do that goodbye Bye. Bye.